0: welcome to the easy sports podcast it is uh it's actually friday it is friday Friday, april 5th we're not recording on thursday um we had a bunch of stuff come up yesterday that we had to take care of so we postponed the episode uh to make sure we could handle all that and then yeah we're recording on a friday morning we're actually only going to be recording for like 15 minutes though yeah before we hop into our very awesome interview with Mm -hmm. smacker miles
1: which once again big thank you to her yeah. for doing this. That was really cool. She didn't have to do that and it really means a lot to us that she's supporting us and helping us out.
0: Right. She was phenomenal. I mean, oh, she yeah. w- she was so cool. She hung around. Um I was going to be happy if we got to s- sit down with her for 20 minutes and she hung out with for us for about an hour and just talked through everything. We talked before, we talked after. Um and she has mentioned that she'd be interested in coming back. Yeah, which is really exciting. It. Um obviously The next time she comes on the show, it won't be an introduction to her and talking about her life. We're going to just talk about what's in the news and stuff like that um, and get her opinion on all that. Anyway, before we get into that, there's two things that Mm -hmm. we wanted to cover. Um, First, the AAF, the savior to the football dry season or whatever you want to call it, um, shut down. Effectively, this week, it's over. The shitty part about all of this outside of, oh, no, we're not going to get spring football, which, let's all be honest, we didn't really watch the AAF after week one. We all tuned in.
1: So, I thought you were going to be really upset about
0: this. Like, way
1: more upset than you are.
0: No, I... See, here's the thing. I was really excited for the idea of the AAF. And then I realized I didn't care. And I (laughs) hate to say it, but I just... Didn't care enough to tune in. And when the games were on, I was like, oh, all right. Because it didn't, I guess, it didn't wind up meaning anything to me right. at all. I was excited. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was going to be a cool idea. But it just wound up being, eh.
1: Kind of a flop. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the games weren't that good. Most of them, anyway, were not that good.
1: I will be honest with you. Didn't even know it was in season. <laughs> so...
0: Yeah, I bet you if it had it not been for the show, you probably would never have seen of it, ta- seen well, it, I talked mean, about it. Well, anyway. I mean, I would have just
1: because I have like Bleacher Report and I
0: do research for sports stuff, right. but
1: I wouldn't have been interested.
0: Yeah, that that's fair. Um, and also
1: like I was way more focused on baseball season and March Madness and everything else that's happening.
0: Right. That I think that's the other thing too. It's like they... It's not a great time. It isn't. And it sounds like a great time for like that one week where you don't have football and you know, college basketball season is sort of in an interesting period. and you It's know, a you weird transition. Yeah, there's sort of a weird transition and lack of sports. But as soon as baseball season kicks up again and you have baseball and March Madness, all of that, it doesn't matter. You put it right. on the back burner. It's not priority anymore.
1: Yeah, because I mean, even around one of the NCAA tournament, everyone is watching that.
0: Yeah, well, we we spent in my house... We moved all the TVs into the living room, as you saw. Yeah. Um, It was great. That was a great setup. Oh, it was phenomenal. (laughs) And we spent, you know, four days straight, as we've talked about before, just grinding through March Madness and watching it. Um,
1: You weren't like, you know what, let's take a break and see what's going on with the AF.
0: Of course not. No, we we were fully locked in. Um, The thing that I am just like, the whole back end of this story mm-hmm. and i think like people are like oh the aaf shut down they made pay- players pay for their own flights home some guys are out of housing people out of health insurance there was one player i can't remember his name he was injured and now he doesn't have health insurance to cover Jeez. his injuries and he might not get coverage for his injuries even though it happened while he was under under the employee of the aaf and he's oh, kicked out of his awful. housing And so he doesn't have the AAF housing that he, or the team apartment that he had. So it's like this culmination of just shitty things that I think more and more are going to come out as time goes on. And we're just going to sort of see the, I don't want to say backlash, but we're sort of going to see the negative effects of this league shutting down. Right. But I, I mean, that's awful. Yeah, it is. And that's
1: why like sports has got to be so stressful like if you are betting your livelihood on something like this that's got to be so stressful because even if you're going into the nfl which is not going to run out of money you right. still you could get injured and it could be over like that well but something not like th- right exactly but something like this where it's really not guaranteed mm-hmm. like you had no idea this was such a huge leap of faith
0: you were taking a complete gamble on this league yeah you you were gambling that this league was going to work out and it didn't yeah and now players out of jobs again hopefully i'm hoping most of these guys have backup plans and things that they can keep doing um but it is not likely um (laughs) sorry about that good work (laughs) yeah i know um of course see because we're recording on a friday i feel like i wasn't in my normal rhythm of setting everything to silent and do not disturb um so, got a call from my sister in the middle of our show right now. Um, Hi. <laughs> the second thing that I wanted to bring up, the Jets.
1: I don't see a problem with this, honestly. I don't think it's that bad.
0: <laughs> All right. It, we, we've talked about this a lot. Well, mm-hmm. not a lot, but enough.
1: More than we would talk about normal uniforms.
0: Right. The Jets, if you don't know, they release their new uniforms.
1: They're on our Twitter.
0: Yes, they are on our Twitter um they are titled gotham green
1: oh my god are they really they are i didn't know that
0: and the the name is terrible
1: it's not a good name
0: the name is terrible the uniforms are terrible
1: i don't think they're that bad i think they're
0: horrible they look like uniforms that you buy if you don't get the rights to the actual nfl uniforms they look like the uniforms like a tv show would use and be like we're the New York planes, like oh my god. We're, we're not actually the Jets. We're the planes. So um, what you're
1: saying is, if every other awesome. team is Chanel, this is Walmart. <laughs> we're gonna use that meme. Y-
0: yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna use that that frame. They, oh my god! Just wait, horrible.
1: Hold on. So I'm oh looking no. at the picture right now. I didn't see the background of it, the skyline in the background. Yeah. I didn't notice that before. Right this moment, I kind of love
0: it. It, it it is so they are so terrible i mean there's i i was on espn today and there's like they had some poll out and it was like 23 percent of people think these are worse than horrible like 30 oh percent of people think these are met and then like 10 percent of people were like yeah i actually really like them i think they're just i can't say it enough they look like you remember east bay magazine magazine no all right so east bay magazine was like they sold athletic equipment. Mm-hmm. They sold a lot of track stuff and things like that. Um, wait, I guess maybe I since I ran track, I probably got these. Yeah. Um, but they always had, like, advertisements for uniforms and stuff. And they looked like <laughs> the kind of uniforms that the Jets would have.
1: They kind of look similar to my high school uniforms. I'm not going to lie. We were green as well.
0: Right. <laughs> Whenever you can just be like... Uh, i just uh it's so frustrating for me because i just don't like them at all they look like a knockoff um i was talking to josh about this Mm -hmm. and he we both came to the mixed conclusion that they look like a knockoff between north texas's uniforms and marshall's uniforms interesting like i kind of see that that is exactly how they look The Jets knocked off Marshall in North Texas. (laughs) That is the kind of uniforms we're dealing with.
1: Oh, that's the standard. Yeah. That's not where you want to be. They're horrible.
0: And they they did this whole press thing where the players came out Mm. and there was like smoke machines and they walked like across the stage like runway models. And Sam Darnold got a mic and he's like, these uniforms mean nothing if we don't win in them and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yikes. Get ready for the Jets like. Four and twelve season because oh they're God. coming. <laughs> like, so, your take is yeah. that
1: the uniforms are cursed.
0: <laughs> we we could we could stretch it for me, saying the uniforms are cursed. Okay. Oh, speaking of curses, mm-hmm. we're getting off track, but it's fine. This is
1: oh, I hate this curse. I know what you're going to talk about. I yeah. It. So, uh
0: <laughs> someone pointed out on Twitter that the University of Kansas, KU. We lost our conference title streak this year.
1: Did we really? That's yes. crazy. I didn't know I that. I know.
0: We had no idea. <laughs> um, it's also the first year that Tonic, which is a, ugh, it's a bar, but like, it's just, uh, it, it's not in business this year. It was mm-hmm. the first year it wasn't in business and it was the first year in 14 years that we lost our conference title streak. Coincidence. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. But if we don't win next year, is the Curse of Tonic a real thing? No. Do we have to bring back Tonic? doesn't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> the Curse of Tonic? It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of here for it yeah. just because it's funny. But yeah, um, that was another one uh, Josh brought up to me earlier was the Curse of Tonic. And I just, I was like, oh my God. I, I hope I not. I kind of love it we need to win a conference because i don't want the curse of tonic to be a real thing (laughs) i don't want us to have a curse centred around a bar that was just horrible a bar that i like that was where i got my uh wallet stolen
1: oh my god really a month
0: after i got my um like a month after i turned 21 i was there i went to meet with one a friend of mine and my wallet got stolen there
1: see i was never there so i don't know
0: i don't have a lot of fond memories of tonic yeah Yikes! Interesting. Yeah. Sorry, tonic. Sorry, tonic. Rip tonic. Um, but it is. Back to the Jets uniforms. They are just so bad. Yeah. I can't. I can't articulate it enough. They are like puke green.
1: They're not. I don't think they're that bad. I just. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's like a cold tick or whatever. But I don't think they're that bad.
0: That that's fair. That's your opinion. You seem
1: to have like a deep hatred I just don't
0: like I don't know why like I just don't like they're not I
1: will say they're not as appealing as some other uniforms I've seen like I think the Chiefs have some really nice uniforms I could be biased but I think that they look really cool Uh, and I don't like these as much as I like those but
0: I'm not a fan of the Chiefs like a huge fan of the Chiefs uniforms why I just not I just don't like I don't know there's something about their color scheme like they remind me of McDonald's too much I don't know i don't is know. it I just guess. red red what? the red yellow and white
1: there's not that much yellow on the uniforms. i mean but
0: everything is lined in yellow
1: i guess you guess <laughs> i that's, not...
0: that's um, not a reason <laughs> no don't worry about it it's it's my color preference i'm allowed to have a different op- opinion than you i guess you know, you are you are just... <laughs> that's just the worst
1: reason i've ever heard <laughs> <laughs> they remind me of mcdonald's so it's a no oh,
0: i just, like, i don't know I...
1: doesn't sonic have a red and yellow color scheme too yep they do doesn't arby's doesn't like every fast food restaurant because the <sighs> colors red and yellow are scientifically proven to make you hungry
0: i mean So yes. chiefs football is supposed to be scientifically proven to make me hungry that's not at all what I just said. <laughs> I'm just going to twist your words what? to fit my argument, okay? I just don't like him that much. Okay. That's fine to not, not like him. just not a fan. Him. That's
1: fine to not like him. But the <laughs> argument is terrible.
0: It's a great argument.
1: <laughs> I quit.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, we... Right after this, we are going to play the Smacker Miles interview. Uh-huh. Um, we had a fantastic time with her, as we said earlier on in the show. Um, she was super nice. We really, we cannot articulate how much we appreciate her coming on.
1: Yeah, gave us some really interesting like tidbits about her life, interesting childhood stories, and like different things that you would not know um- like or that I wouldn't have known unless I listened to it. Stuff you can't really find online. So uh, hopefully this is like kind of a nice treat for the listeners.
0: Her story about her recruitment trip to Auburn. Oh my god, is phenomenal. Yeah, that is. It, if you're listening for
1: one reason, listen for the Auburn recruitment trip story because it's so funny. Yeah,
0: it is. It's a fantastic story. It's maybe one of the best recruiting stories I've ever heard. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's just well, I'm not gonna spoil it we're not going to spoil yeah. it just listen enjoy um and thank you so much for joining us remember follow us on twitter at easy sports pod it'll be said at the end of the episode like it normally is by emma mm-hmm. um and then yeah enjoy the interview guys all right everybody welcome back in the room with us right now we have smacker miles um thank
1: you so much for being here yeah. we're so excited as we we've said we thank really you appreciate for having it me. yeah
0: of course um quick rundown on the resume and things we found you swam at ut mm-hmm. you work for jayhawk insider right now you've mm-hmm. worked for the dallas cowboys for longhorn network so you've been around the block of sports <laughs> journalism um yeah. seems like around the this midwest this central area of the united states too um and you also we found a lot on brproud.com <laughs>
2: <laughs> wow <laughs> Which, Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that,
0: that popped up um i we were when we were doing research i was like what is this site (laughs) (laughs) um so found that um and that's where we found the internship or the information about your internship with longhorn network and working with the dallas cowboys (laughs) so like we said welcome to the show thank Um, you emma you got anything to start with
1: um yeah so i think the first thing that i'm really curious about is growing up in the environment that you did because you have um three other siblings who are all in hyper competitive Mm -hmm. athletics as well so Mm -hmm. you also have your dad obviously is your dad and that has got to be really stressful competitive like i'm super curious about what that was like
3: it's really interesting because i get that one a lot and i definitely understand why but for me as a little kid i didn't know anything else so i would say my mom was easily as intense as my dad yeah. when i was little about our sports and i was the oldest so i think they were definitely the hardest on me and not have eased up, but have definitely taken a little bit more of a laid back approach by this point. But I was always really, really thankful that my dad made my sports a priority because as a female athlete, especially in swimming, it's not the most fun thing to watch. So Mm -hmm. for him to make that a priority and to always make me feel I was as important as his team was really important to me. And then as far as the outside looking in on us, we were pretty sheltered from it as far as my mom didn't put on the radio or anything like that and honestly i was also very blessed as a coach's kid to have been around winning teams and a lot of fan bases that overall were pretty happy with my dad for the majority of my upbringing
1: yeah that was like the other thing i was going to ask was did you hear criticism at all and like did that influence you because i mean i can only imagine how i'd
0: feel when your family is in the public spotlight like that um It could probably be difficult and definitely change how you grew up a little bit. So yeah, like Emma said, did you hear that criticism? Was it ever there, um, especially towards like adolescence when you know those formative years where that's happening around you?
3: I definitely remember multiple instances of that. A lot of it wasn't on social media when I was young because my parents were very against technology. So I remember people saying things to me, but even more so when people would say things to one of my siblings, it upset me so much just Mm -hmm. that they would talk about my siblings or my family like that. I know one kid told me that his dad said that he could call the plays better than my dad could. (laughs) And (laughs) I told the kid, this is seriously a parent story. I don't even really remember this, but they told Apparently, I told the kid that I, to tell his dad that I could shake him like a rag doll. <laughs> 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 I don't, I don't really remember that, but that's how the story's told. And that's incredible. I love that. That's phenomenal. <laughs> and then there's multiple times where I can remember standing up for my siblings or my siblings coming to me to kind of defend them. And I always took a lot of pride in that, just that I could be the big sis in that sense. Right. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. That's
0: hilarious. That's sort of one of those, my dad could, my dad <laughs> could just beat up your dad that. kind yeah. of scenarios in the playground. <laughs> it was, that, yeah. That's amazing. Except I, I don't ever think I got growing up. My dad could uh, call better plays than your dad <laughs> did. It wasn't really a thing over at Ford. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that's, that's interesting. Cause you know, both of us, we grew up playing sports. Um, and so, having that support it's really cool to hear that your dad did make all that a priority for you Mm -hmm. um the other question sort of segueing in skipping a few years how when did it come up deciding to go to ut like how did that come up were there other colleges on the radar what was the what was the smacker miles recruiting (laughs) situation looking like
3: this is a very on brand for smacker miles (laughs) family story I thought that Texas and Michigan would be my dream schools, Mm -hmm. and obviously that didn't include LSU at the time, and I just felt like I wanted to be my own person, and honestly was never genuinely, wholeheartedly enticed to that idea. So I took my trips to Texas and Michigan. Michigan was great people, great situation, it just wasn't the right fit for me. So I knew by the end of the trip that it just wasn't the training system for me, it wasn't necessarily... The coaches are the team that I felt most at home with. I went to my Texas visit and fell in love with it. It was a place that we had always admired. I had swam there for several meets, like in club swimming. And then just looking at other schools and other places that had offered me money, swimming's partial. So kind of weighing out my options as far as academics, athletics, my future, Mm -hmm. my journalism goals. And so I came up with also taking official visits to Auburn and LSU. Very cool. So I my trip to LSU was pretty I guess predictable in a sense. I went to a football game like they take all the swimming recruits and I saw my dad on the sideline and I stayed at home because I was actually going to boarding school so it was nice for me to get to stay at home on my official and the coach respected that I wasn't really going to be going out on campus with my dad there which it was all the LSU pros and cons and it was very outlined. I knew exactly what I was getting The coach is wonderful there. Absolutely love him. He's still like a father figure to me. But it just was kind of too many variables to really even gauge. And then my Auburn official visit, I wanted to see the fam. Like I said, I was away at boarding school. So I took my trip to Auburn on the Auburn-LSU game at Auburn. Okay.
0: Convenient. Yeah, yeah. yeah, (laughs) Crazy. Just so happened to work out that way, I'm (laughs) sure. Crazy how that worked out. Yeah, of course. you
3: know, so kind of those Auburn swim coaches (laughs) to allow that to happen. (laughs) Anyways – I was in the student section in black, and LSU won by a couple points, and I was the only person in that student section that was happy. So (laughs) I did a good job of keeping it to myself, you know, like an inward smile. Mm -hmm. And then my dad texted me, and he said, where are you? What are you doing? And I said, I'm at one of the swimmers' house. I'm on my official. You know what we do? And he said, okay, well, send me the address. And I was like, well, this is weird, but, like, he's going to team playing, like, I don't know if he's checking on it, wants to see what part of campus. Ten minutes later, sirens going on outside of this college party. And so like literally people are like, run, go. <laughs> and oh I'm, no. like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm the guy I wasn't drinking, I wasn't doing anything wrong. Right. But I was like, Why are the police here? Like definitely didn't want to get in trouble. I'm the high schooler at the party. Right. All of a sudden people are walking around, everyone calm down, calm down. It's just Snacker's dad. That, was, oh, that no. was the moment that I knew that I wasn't going to go to Auburn. That's fair. Yeah.
0: So <laughs> Auburn I, was off the table. As soon as Dad <laughs> crashed a party, Auburn was off the table. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So it was
3: perfect for me that Texas was all of my academic goals, all my athletic goals in swimming, and then it was also driving distance from Baton Rouge and also not in the SEC. So it was the a perfect lot of pros fit there. for yeah, me. Right. For sure.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You guys were – You guys won four big 12 championships while you were there and you were first all big 12 academic team all four years you were there as well so a pretty successful career (laughs) to say the least yeah that
1: Um, can't be easy (laughs) i
3: really appreciate that you know you are hard on yourself so there's things that i wish i could have gotten done and i had a shoulder surgery at the end of my career that the doctor never cleared me from so Mm -hmm. not regrets but things that i wish could have gone a little better but in all like i said no regrets
0: right were were there any experiences from being a swimmer or first actually let's backtrack real quick you said swimming is partial Mm -hmm. so what does that mean
3: partial scholarship so it's not like football it's not like basketball which is what my mom had experience with so when you're weighing out swimming scholarships it's honestly kind of complicated because it's they end up with partial scholarships as far as their complete number of scholarships and then I wasn't a sprinter or a relay person so I got less money than some people would have and then, obviously, certain schools want you more than other schools, so I would have gotten more money at other schools than I did at Texas. Okay. If that makes sense. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of complicated. And then they can even change your scholarship, or when I was in school, they could change your scholarship from year to year. So I actually wasn't even on the same amount of money every single year.
0: Interesting. So yeah, I didn't know that.
1: What is the recruiting experience and the college experience like for you versus like your brother who plays football?
3: It's very, very different. That's a great question. For me, there were just so many variables. And also, as a swimmer, I've had the football perspective a lot. And you realize that these guys are making decisions with the NFL in mind, where if you're a female swimmer, you're not making the decision with mm-hmm. that kind of goal. Even if you want to be an Olympian, that's still, you have to have so many more parts of that career. Mm-hmm. So I had a lot of decisions to make. And for me, the Texas Journalism School and Longhorn Network being there. That was kind of my dream job. So it was like, why not get close to it right off the bat? And then even in swimming, I had to decide I had always had a male club coach. I ended up swimming for a female college coach. You have to decide if you want to be on a co-ed team or a separate team. My team was separate. I liked training with all girls. And then the, we had a men's team too, but didn't train together. So mm-hmm. there, were a, there was a lot in swimming that's not like football. And in football, it's just so much more depth chart where you're going to play – if you're going to travel off the bat, for Manny, it was a lot of where he could get in as a walk-on mm-hmm. because he, d- he wanted to go to a bigger school and not take any of the small offers. So making sure that North Carolina could get him in was a big one. For Ben, he got offers from bigger schools, Power 5 schools, so he kind of weighed those out. And he ended up at Nebraska to start off my younger brother, but he has now transferred when they had the coaching change. So mm-hmm. they no longer use the fullback position, and he needed to find a new place. So we do have a very inclusive perspective as a family on college sports. And my little sister right. Macy will want to be a college softball player, mm-hmm. and that is also partial. So Any she'll be much more like me. There, <laughs> I have no idea. She has a lot of respect for the LSU softball coach who gave her pitching lessons. And now she loves Lawrence, so it'll be interesting.
0: I mean, I'm a little bit biased. but <laughs> Rightfully so. <laughs> rightfully so. But, I mean, crimson and br- blue, those are, those are pretty great colors. Could be fun. I, Could be fun.
3: <laughs> I love it here.
0: It's a beautiful facility out there. Yeah. Um, so being at UT, you swam. Uh, were there any memories, like distinct things, big things that happened that really stand out from your career as a swimmer at UT?
3: It was a big deal for me to final at Big 12s. I never made NC2As, so that was tough. Really weird in swimming, how you're on a team, it's a team sport. You kind of grow up feeling like it's an individual sport. Right. And then in college, it's so much emphasis on team, which I loved, but you make it to the championships individually. So it was kind of weird. You have a team of 25 girls, and you have 7 to 10 people going to the championships. That was odd to it's me. It's kind of where a track. Exactly. And then yeah. I was used to football where – Even people who didn't travel during the season, you make a bowl game, everyone gets to go. So kind of opposite. So that was tough on me because I wanted to be there so bad. And then obviously a lot of struggles. I think college sports are very humbling. Mm -hmm. And it was the best four years of my life, but there's so many moments I can remember that where I wanted to do this or I wanted to contribute in a certain way, and I did or didn't. But academically, I did very well, and my coach put a lot of emphasis on that. So I was always proud of that and then I I was a leader on the team and I was definitely a person that was a supporter and also felt a lot of support from the girls
0: right well that's good like so even when you were one of those people I'm getting the vibe where even if it wasn't your race you're at the side of the pool, you're cheering everyone on, you're getting everybody else involved.
3: I was selfless. I was a distance swimmer, so okay. I wasn't doing the events that everyone's dying to do. Let's <laughs> just
0: say that. The, uh, the sprints, I'm assuming you're talking about. Yes, Yeah. M-
3: much more so. <laughs> I swim the mile okay. and the 400 I wow. am and the 200 fly, so it was not easy. So training for
1: that has got to be a walk in the park.
3: <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yes. That's
0: super fun. I, c- I don't think I could get in a pool and swim a mile. You could give me a day, and I think I would just <laughs>
3: With <laughs> some would so involved. many flip turns, I'd get dizzy. That right. was the biggest oh, issue. Yeah. Like, I'm tired, but I'm that. also just really busy now. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> I would. I, I don't think I could handle that. There's no way. <laughs> I did triathlon training for like two years and just the the swimming was the worst part of it for me because I just agree I
3: run now it's kind of nice to be upright and be able to breathe when you want right I (laughs) thought you
0: know I'm like sitting there and mentally I was like you know what I hated running like distance as a hockey player Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like I just didn't like distance running at all so I thought that was gonna be the worst part and I was like bike no problem I can do that but by the time like you were actually practicing and getting in the pool and they're teaching you, like, proper technique and how to swim. <laughs> and then, the, like, the guy who was helping us train, like, one day came out and was like, when you dive into the lake with everyone, people are going to, like, kick the back of your head. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to simulate that today. So it felt like I was being drowned. <laughs> this it's like that Open yeah. water
3: is horrible. You need to do some more pool swimming. I know. It's a, it probably
0: would be a lot better for me. He just, like, followed me down the lane just hit my head under the water with, like, a paddle. <laughs> <ball>. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is torture. I'm getting waterboarded. <laughs> um but uh yeah that was
1: so for not torture swimming uh curious (laughs) how you got into that
3: i was little we were in dallas my dad was coaching at cowboys and it was a record-setting summer of heat and my mom was pregnant for my second brother so the third child and they kept taking us to the country club and my mom would make me swim one more lap than i had ever done to get a fruit bar from the country club Mm -hmm. and i don't know if it was as grand as i remember it but in my mind it was like this amazing snack bar <laughs> right, yeah <laughs> got me to swim a lot farther every day so by the end of the summer I was swimming pretty far I was swimming 30 40 laps just to get a wow. fruit bar so that was kind of when she decided that I should get in actual swimming they just wanted us to be water safe and neither of them had any swimming background but I think as my career progressed I more and more enjoyed that it was my thing Right. That mom was a basketball coach, dad was a football coach, and I swam. So it's actually interesting because both my brothers are football. So just for me, looking at them choosing that, I kind of liked that it was my thing. And that my parents kind of got to learn about swimming as I did. And it was fun for all of us.
0: Yeah. Right. They, yeah, that's really cool. That's sort of a natural way to dive into it. Yes. Like, I mean – Wow. I was, I, was so I, 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 like, I think I threw up a little bit when I said that. Um, I'm kind of mad at myself for that, but that's fine. Um, that is kind of cool because it is very different yes. than from everything else that everyone in your family is doing.
3: My dad tried multiple times to act like he understood technique because he's very hands-on. So mm-hmm. he wanted to have the answers. He wanted to be the coach. Yes. And yeah. I remember one time I got left with him for a week in the summer. My mom was at like my brother's baseball tournament or something. And he, he he had stuff to do. He was working. He shows up an hour late to pick me up from practice. And he looks at the coach and he says, D- I thought you guys were going to do some extra back flippy thingies. And it was like, Dad, that's a lot <laughs> But I appreciate the effort. Good good try. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so
1: do you think that Macy feels the same way with doing softball, something that's kind of her own thing as well?
3: I do. I think it's been really fun for her to be around universities where she can get good coaching and good technique coaching, but to also have it kind of be hers and we've had a great time following her softball career they've she travels a lot and she's gotten really good from having good coaching so she's joining the Free State Defending State Championship high school team so we're really excited for her to be on that good team and there's another really good pitcher on there, and this is a great fit for her in that sense.
0: So, so safe to say that free state's probably going to make another run.
3: <laughs> I would think, so, you yes. would think so. We joke with her that the oldest three miles kids have won high school state titles, mm-hmm. so pressure's on her. And so, when <laughs> we found out she was moving here, she was coming from not the best high school team to a very well-established one. So we're right. like, May, if you can't get it done, you have four years. Let's go. Got
0: <laughs> yeah, four years. No pressure. We were all super successful <laughs> in high school. That's got to be a lot of fun as a younger sibling to be like, no pressure, but like, we're all kind of big deals around yeah. where we
3: grew up. Well, for me, it was individual. So I right. can't, like, Louisiana swimming wasn't the fastest state in the country. And then I also had a lot of chances from having a lot of state meets and individual events at those state meets. But both the boys having high school football state championship teams, it kind of did fall right as far as them being on good teams and being pretty good themselves. So a little bit of good fortune in there, but she definitely feels like she's in the place now. (laughs) Just a little bit. (laughs) Well, as
1: the oldest, you wouldn't, I mean, would you have felt that kind of pressure to do, to be very successful in sports?
3: I definitely did because my parents both were division one athletes and when you're raised around it they asked me what i wanted to be when i was little and we were at oklahoma state so it was when i was before i was four like when i was three or four and they said like what do you want to be and i said college girl because like that's all i was around so i thought that was a profession so for me it was kind of that was what i thought i was going to do and it gave me an advantage competitively because i planned on being there if there wasn't a part of me that was like I don't know if I can do this I thought I could but at the same time to not do that would have felt like I had fallen short yeah for sure
0: Um, and so I am a little curious when it came time because you've been in Michigan Oklahoma Mm -hmm. Texas Louisiana when it came down to it because I remember from our perspective I was sitting there and I was having conversation when we heard that your dad had been hired here Mm -hmm. I was sitting down having a conversation with my family and they're going wait why Kansas like, I, I love it here. Don't get me wrong. Like I love this school. What was your initial reaction to ha- coming to Kansas? Was it immediately, yeah, I'm going to go with my family, I'm going to be with them? Or was there a little bit of, why Why are we going to Kansas?
3: <laughs> I saw dad when he wasn't coaching. Mm-hmm. And I also think people, I guess, downplay the reality of, I guess, the start of his coaching career. You know, he met my mom. They were both coaching. And to get to be a head coach at any level at any point was the dream. Right. And To be a national championship winning coach was far exceeding the goals and expectations that he had. So I think people think of like why Kansas as if it's like sometimes people say it in the sense that they think that he's above that or something, but we are not that kind of people. We're not that kind of family or any of us individually. It's much more dad loves to be a football coach and dad loves the challenge of having a team and finding a way to win. So there's not really a why Kansas thing for us and our family. I didn't know when I was 10 is when he took the LSU job, and right. I thought that LSU was a place. I didn't know that Baton Rouge was the place. <laughs> I had never heard of LSU. Right. I had never been there or to the state of Louisiana when he got hired.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I didn't know where it was. I didn't know what conference they were in. I knew nothing about it. So for me, when I found out Kansas and I had never been to the state of Kansas or hardly knew any, anything about it, it that was kind of more normal to me than I guess people would realize right just that I mean I have not set foot back in Stillwater since we left Stillwater so to me it's kind of we were just always forward-looking people and doing the best we can and coming here and making the best of it is all we were gonna do right so less thought on that I guess right
0: and I think part of that ties into you guys were at programs with histories with a lot of success with past that like know there was a lineage there for sure mm-hmm. you know because your dad played at Michigan mm-hmm. coached at Oklahoma State and he coached at LSU most notably um, and so I think that factors into it a little bit I'm mm-hmm. people thinking okay this isn't exactly the type of program mm-hmm. and then you tie it in with the place and you're it's sort of that combination of okay what what's what's the motive here but I definitely understand like mm-hmm. just wanting to coach yeah. because you know he seems like he's having a lot of fun mm-hmm. you seem like you're having a great time you're mm-hmm. working with Jayhawk Insider right now um, so I see, like, your interviews all the time from the <laughs> practice field on my uh, time. Fun. So that's really cool to hear that it's more of a just love for coaching, wants to be out there doing it.
3: Macy kind of felt like she wanted some street cred coaching kid-wise because mm-hmm. we had moved to patterns when she was one. Right. And she had never done a move. So she had all these coaching kids' friends that had been through multiple moves, multiple moves in a year, multiple moves in five years. Right. So she was kind of excited to move. And it was kind of weird because we were like – I don't know why you want to move like you're happy here what's going on but even even though she had never moved she was used to that lifestyle right. I guess
0: because coaching is it is super volatile mm-hmm. like the job security in uh, being a coach is definitely on the low end relative to any other career you could possibly have yes. so I guess that would kind of my next question is growing up for you was that sort of weird like you obviously would get to know the other coach's kids and like talk to them develop relationships with them is that sort of weird that one second I don't know uh, like Johnny is like there and then the next second like their family's moving is that is that different weird how is it
3: it's another one where I thought it was normal because when I was little little and my mom didn't want to take me to a play date I hung out with the other coaches kids at practice or around the building so it was kind of what I knew and both my parents are very individual like they're outgoing and they're self-motivated so they weren't ever really tied down as far as moving right And then beyond that, I guess I just had so much players when I was little. When you're a little kid and you see how hard your dad works and how smart he is and how good at football he is and you see all these big guys that are older than you, you have so much, honestly, (laughs) false confidence because I remember thinking, like, these guys are so big and they're so smart and they're in college. It was definitely more unnerving when I got to the point where I was in college and I I realized, like, no, his livelihood depends on young, young guys. It was easy being younger than them and smaller than them. And we got it. Right. And it was when I got older and understood it.
1: Uh, So then, like, jumping back for a minute, um, changing locations, and especially with this most recent job, was your family a part of that? Were you like, oh, hey, Dad, like, this is a pretty cool place. Like, you should look into that. Or was that more of a, like, it's up to him?
3: Always made it up to him in the end, but he's always asked us before he went. So it's, I think the ideal way to do it if you're gonna be in this life just because he's the one that has to go to work and he's the one that's gonna work the long hours so n- none of us wanted to push him towards coaching if anything we erred on the side of you don't need to do this but then it's also nice of him to realize that yes it affects the whole family and so kind of getting the stamp of approval that he wasn't gonna not get but he did right. ask us yes right.
0: so that involvement or as it seems you're putting a limited involvement in it mm-hmm. but having your feelings acknowledged on and having someone ask is
3: Nice. Mm-hmm. It helps. It was cool going through it this time because there were a couple times I remember when I was younger, and then even a couple times in high school or college where my mom would call me and say, "This is an opportunity. This is an option. Dad's thinking about it." But to be in Baton Rouge when it was all happening this time was mm-hmm. pretty eye-opening to really be out of college into media, understanding it, understanding you know stipulations and situations. And also getting to be right there and listen to the phone call and this is what this person said and this and that. And it was very war room-esque. So it was fun to see. And I'm glad that I got that opportunity as being older. Right,
0: yeah. Um, and then so I guess coming back now, I know we've been jumping around a different fine, point in your life. That's no, good. Um, but one of the questions we have written down is professionally for you. Mm-hmm. Like what's this journey been like after college, after school? Um, like wh- why did you feel like What made you lock in on sports reporting and saying, this is what I want to do?
3: It's all I ever really wanted to do. And people are shocked by that because they think that being in my family, the media would have been an enemy of some sort. But it just was never like that. It was always just they had a job to do. And typically they did it well and there were no complaints. And I got to be around so many inspirational women that are doing what I want to do Mm -hmm. that there's so many times where those impressions are what I looked up to. And for me, just to be around sports or a university and that positivity in youth was so important to continue it for me. So I did want to coach swimming, so I was going to cover sports in some capacity, and I think covering football, and I mean, I would love to do the Olympics of swimming. So kind of keeping my foot in the sports that I love, and also being able to do a lot of other sports, because my mom coached basketball, and my brothers both played baseball, Macy was softball. Right. So I would love to be able to be well-rounded and support lots of different sports and athletes.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, So one thing that I want to ask about uh, life at Kansas right now, uh, this is going to sound dramatic, but it's, it's different. Like Being here, I just saw uh, Coach Miles just bought everyone who went to the underground lunch the other day. That's really cool. Coaches don't usually do that. Uh, daughters of coaches don't usually come on podcasts. Like, Why is this so important to you guys? Because like, you can tell it is. Mm-hmm.
3: I think being away from it for a couple years made us realize, or at least me, how much that family really meant to us and how... Every time I went home from college, I didn't necessarily see my high school friends, but I had to go to dad's office. Mm -hmm. So by going to dad's office, I saw the secretaries and the office workers and the other coaches and the other coaches' families. So it's kind of crazy that we were so close by default. And I've always appreciated that part of the profession. That's definitely the best part are the relationships. So I think just being able to be all in at a university is fun for us and for me to be able to support this is students that are ambitious Mm -hmm. and they're doing something awesome and for dad to be able to see the hopefully the student section that'll come out so for us it's not a take it's a it's a give and take and it's a mutual respect and we love what's going on here and we want other people to love what's going on here and let's be honest we all have something in common as far as having chosen to be here for me I could not be here if I didn't want to but I wanted to be here and I love it so far
0: right is it difficult to wear Dayhawk I, know you're wa- I can see you're wearing a Jayhawk right now. So is it as a Texas grad, is it a little <laughs> bit difficult? No,
3: that's not, that's not my issue at all. <laughs> I had an issue with red because Dad was at Michigan, so mm-hmm. Ohio State was red. And then at LSU, Alabama was red. And then at Oklahoma State, OU was red. And then even at Texas, A&M and OU were red. Yeah. And then if you want to throw in some other red schools, there's Ole Miss. Uh, yeah, there's hey there's, them. You know, there's Wisconsin. We played Wisconsin. So, there's plenty of red teams that I had issues with, and I just never thought it was, like, I chose a school that wasn't red. Manny chose a school that wasn't (laughs) red. (laughs) So, all of that, I was like, I don't know if I can do it, but already I've done it. Like, I find myself, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Jayhawk colors, I got it. I know, it really is. But, no, Texas-wise, not at all. For me, I, blood, sweat, and tears for Texas swimming, but... Mm -hmm family is so much closer than Texas football you yeah, know right. people think that's going to be an issue for me and it's just really not I'll be decked out in Jayhawk colors like oh perfect <laughs> yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome <laughs> pumped about it I,
0: I kind of have the same issue with red <laughs> um so I grew up uh in Farmington Hills Michigan mm-hmm. which is not too far from Ann Arbor um and I wanted to be a Michigan hockey player growing up that was yep. the goal. that was what I wanted to do that was where I wanted to be um m- all my cousins went to Ohio State Mm. And so it was every Thanksgiving there was this little <laughs> match, <mesh>, this little <laughs> rivalry where it was basically just me against yep. all my cousins. Um, so yeah, I have a little bit of a subconscious, um, let's say, dislike for the color red.
3: I, I convinced myself that it didn't look good on me. And like if I went to Lulu, I'd be like, can you not give me the red bag? But like now it's crazy how quick you get over things. Now I'm like, oh, this is a good looking color. I like <laughs> it. But I really do love like the branding of the Jayhawk is actually really sweet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny. I. All my friends like to play spats with me where they're like, how much would it be to get you to wear an Ohio State hoodie around just for a day? Like just one day, how much would it be to get you out there and have you decked out in Ohio State here? And I'm like, it'd be a lot. Physically painful for <laughs> it you. Would, it would proba- I'd probably develop a rash of some sort. <laughs> um, it'd be a horrible, horrible experience for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is that's so funny. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so talking about recruiting a little bit. Mm-hmm. We always hear about the recruiting trail. We always hear like what it's like for coaches on the road, always meeting players. What's it like from the family perspective to be in the family or in the shoes of a kid um, or even from your mom's perspective of what that's like to have your dad be gone constantly and always on the road and always traveling?
3: We've always taken a big part in recruiting compared to other families that I know of. We always, they the recruits or the families at least would come over to our house. It was the Friday night dessert, I believe, in Baton Rouge. So, I mean, what's better than dessert catering and some people to talk to that are interested in the program, (laughs) you know? And we would have, I mean, I remember some pickup games with recruits. I remember some pickup basketball games with recruits. Uh, some recruit sisters that I'm still friends with, whether they went there or not. Sure. So we loved recruiting. I mean, obviously there's times where I want to do something socially and my parents made me go to recruiting dinner. But besides that, it was one of those where when you were there, you always had a blast. And like Mm -hmm. I said about the family, like the extended family of the staff. Right. So it was a big deal to us and it always has been. And right now it's just so genuine. It's, Recruiting people that you know are going to be here for the next four years and getting those incoming freshmen and knowing that they're going to be here in the first recruiting class and make a big impact is so important for us. Mm -hmm. So I love being a part of it. And I think one of the things that dad loves is giving opportunities to people who might not have that college opportunity otherwise. And for me, that's just now being old enough to understand how much college is and how important it is. It's so much fun to be a part of that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's been several articles that I've seen recently about in-state recruiting and how different this year is from every other year. So I totally get what you're saying there. I think that's really interesting. Um, has that always been something that's been important? Is like going in-state and giving opportunities to people who wouldn't have had them? Has that always been kind of there?
3: I think it's about getting the best kids overall, but understanding that you have an advantage in-state. And for us to be able to compete at a high level, you've got to start where you are. So getting those kids and, you know, winning the state in the sense that if you get some of the best athletes, you have a good home base. And then spreading outwards, but also understanding that people like to be close to home and people like to be driving distance or, you know, comfort somewhat. Mm -hmm. So I think the in-state thing is a great thing for us. I think it's great for the players that are in high school and also great for the fan base and everyone. Mm
0: -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah, it's definitely – I wouldn't have ever expected – I guess I didn't think about it and we wouldn't have thought about it because we didn't grow up in that environment. But I wouldn't have expected the families to be that involved. Like where you're having, you know, mm-hmm. you talk about desserts on Fridays and like stuff like that and pick up games with recruits. Like I wouldn't have expected the families to be that involved in the process, but that's that's <laughs> really kind of cool. It's
3: kind of funny though how natural it is sometimes because dad'll be talking to us about something in the car and then he'll it'll you know trigger something that he talked about with the recruit and then he'll be like oh I gotta call him I gotta tell him we were talking about him and he calls and he says hey like we're talking about you and this is what we're talking about and blah 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 and tell the family I say hi but it's people probably think that's some recruiting bitch and they don't realize that no just recruiting came up at home and he was telling us this story and wanted us to say hi
0: it's genuinely something that is in the conversation and always sort of happening around exactly yeah that's that's really cool yeah (laughs) I guess
1: like when you think about it that makes sense because if you're around people like that Mm -hmm. and you're having dinner like that'll come up later and you'll be talking like oh hey maybe he said this to me or whatever and Mm -hmm. that's super interesting Yeah,
0: yeah that's really cool um we have sort of a funny question <laughs> <laughs> that both of us were talking about I have to talk about yeah, it <laughs> go ahead you can, you can take you brought this up so I'm gonna let you handle it so
1: are you going to get into acting because <laughs> I want to talk about the Challenger disaster so bad <laughs> oh, the
3: acting thing I was like something something interesting like this could go a lot of ways yeah the acting way I personally am not interested in acting I am happy to be myself and I don't really take on the persona as well, but he really does. We walked out of a movie last night. We saw us. And yeah, was that good? Uh, uh, I personally didn't think so, but Dad was in pretty good mood after. Really? Like, <laughs> well, we, we were trying to get to it on Saturday, mm-hmm. but he was working late, and so he missed the movie. So we made up for it last night, which we were also late to. But I don't know. He just, I think he's always liked that. I guess escape in a sense. Like he loves sci-fi movies and just different things, but. I think people underestimate how, like, well-rounded he is. The amount of things that he knows, it's kind of crazy. Because sometimes I'm like, how, when, who told you that? How did you know that? Jack of all
0: trades. Yeah.
3: Whether it's, like, a travel story, I'm like, but what? You recruit in the country, and you don't leave the country, and you don't go on vacation. Like, what are you talking about? So, he's Hi, just kind when, of... When did you, you have time <laughs> to learn about Bora Yeah, Hora? exactly. When you, how you exactly. know this? He, like, started taking pilot lessons, and he was dead serious. And we were all kind of like, um... Well, the way you drive a car, it's pretty fast, and <laughs> um, a little bit by your own rules at times. Okay, and so stay off the road I, I don't know how <laughs> I feel about getting in a plane. Right. And, and that was that was a pretty recent one. So, I think the acting thing is, I understand why people think it's weird, and I was shocked when he got struck by lightning in that commercial. Yeah. I was standing next to him. We were watching the national championship at some at the coaches' convention. We were at some Adidas party actually, mm-hmm. and and I saw the. Commercials on and I was like okay standing on a roof like okay he had gone to the commercial shoot and come back and didn't say anything right. and then all of a sudden he got struck by lightning I was like what like why didn't you tell me you were about to get struck by lightning come on why
0: didn't you tell me at the end of this commercial you're going to be standing on a roof as a villain question mark, and then exactly. you're just going to get hit by a lightning bolt and that's going to be the end we're not going to get any resolution on it whatsoever outside of you getting arrested Exactly. Well,
1: wasn't he kind of a villain in the challenger disaster too like more of a like not a central role
3: he was the, g- I think he was actually arguing against them launching. Yeah. So I think oh, he, so never mind. i so that wrong. He was the bad guy to the people that were wanting to launch. But okay. But I don't believe he's the good guy. Because I, I only saw, saw the trailer.
1: But I read some reviews that were like, he's the best part of this movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> he was good at that role because he was very authoritative. Mm-hmm. So anything that is him informatively bossing people around in a very polite way right, is going to be fitting. Did you go see it? I, we saw it at the house. They came and brought it to us. We watched it. It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. this whole acting group. we went and watched the Dos Equis commercial tape, mm-hmm. and he had a blast with it, so it was really fun.
0: Oh, I'm sure he had a ton of fun. He looked like he was having a great time <laughs> yeah. for the commercial.
3: <laughs> they taped to Miami. It was a good trip. Yeah.
0: Casual vacation out to Miami to <laughs> shoot a commercial. <laughs> that's what I do, too. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I have the same sort of, <laughs> in my head. Um, yeah, that's so if we got an honest review of the Challenger disaster from your perspective, out of five stars, what are you giving it?
3: I like that kind of movie mm-hmm. where it's real. I'm not a huge sci-fi person. Sure. His acting in it was good. I think I paid a little more attention to that than the rest just because that's natural, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, no, I think that was good. I think not that it checked boxes for him that he's not interested anymore, but right. I think a lot of the things he tried, it was trying because he was interested and genuinely wanted to, but then you eventually realize what you're good at. And yeah. I always joke that I like things I'm good at, but I think he would also say that. <laughs> and not that he's bad. I think he really is good for a normal person. But just when you spent your entire life coaching football, you're going to feel like you're better at that.
0: Right. I, I mean, I think we all, I think that's just sort of a natural human thing yes. to enjoy the, doing the things that you're better at. I exactly. don't play tennis because I'm horrible at tennis. Right. <laughs> like, exactly. And it's so infuriating. I'm glad you relate. late. <laughs> yeah. Putt-putt is a problem. Putt-putt, <laughs> I'm taking a golf class right now because, you know, second semester senior. Um, <laughs> you kill me with the classes you're taking. Yeah. You kill me. Um, and that's so,
3: awesome. I'm glad to know that they have that.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Aren't you in soccer, too? Yeah, golf, indoor soccer, acting one, and then two capstone courses that are actually you know, So you're school.
3: the one that's in acting right now is what you just I am. <laughs> i I'm just, you know, so you this, need is, a coach. this is, is, is going into I need a coach. <laughs>
0: I'm really trying <laughs> to land that big role. Um, <laughs> but, we all want
3: to go to Hollywood. <laughs>
0: I don't know. That, it seems... It seems like a bit much. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a bit crazy out there. Um, but, yeah, that's so funny. I I think it's funny that they brought it over for, like, family movie night. Just yeah. Everyone sit down. It was interesting. Dad's casually in a movie. Right. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I never We're, had like, that conversation. I right? laptop yeah. to
3: the TV, and I was just like, oh, Lord, here we go. <laughs> like, this
0: is it? All right. <laughs> We're going to watch this movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Any acting plans in the future that we know of?
3: Um. I think that the university actually has some exciting ideas that I cannot oh, yes. release, but definitely say on Teaser, a ooh, okay. <laughs>
0: Breaking news, the university has ideas that involve our football coach for advertising. Groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any school's ever done that before. Um, but, you have a point. <laughs> um, if it's anything
1: like the commercial, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's just
0: a sequel. Maybe get out <gasps> of jail after that yes. commercial. <laughs> um, one last thing before we wrap this up. Any plans that you know of in the future, we know how much your dad loves coaching on grass Mm -hmm. and how he likes to eat grass before games. Mm -hmm. Any plans to rip up Memorial's turf and put down a natural grass field that you know of?
3: No, but we have talked about having a patch of grass. So I think it's going to be more, you know, a piece of sod as opposed to any of the...
0: Like a ceremonial patch patch of grass that we keep. On the the
3: sidelines, like where he can stand. Just Yes, just, you know, for good luck, good sake.
0: I mean, all we're saying, and we're going to offer this, Voluntarily we will go out to the field and tear up the turf ourselves. If that That's is what free. needs to happen, like we'll do it for free. It's we <laughs> talked
1: about this on an episode um before he was officially hired. And yeah. we're like, if this is what it takes to <laughs> get those yeah. miles here.
0: We we it. Up we're up like, turf. if you're listening by some <laughs> far out chance, we will it. go down to Memorial right now. It was like midnight and we're like we we'll go down right now and tear it all up. <laughs> That's
3: awesome. I really appreciate the dedication. I mean, if if we know, ever need anything, I know who would come to. You, you oh, yeah. do.
0: You can contact us. <laughs> Just any time about that and we'll <laughs> we'll be sure to wrap it up. I'm sure we could gather other students to do that too. Oh yeah. It wouldn't be hard. Everyone
1: we <laughs> bought lunch <laughs> for in the underground. <laughs> sure all, like, in. Yeah. We already have a team. Right? Yeah, we got we got
0: a team. <laughs> they would take care of it. Um thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we hope you had a lot of fun today. I did. Uh, yeah, we had awesome. Yeah. So um again, this has been Smacker Miles with Emma and I. Thank you so much for listening to the Easy Sports Podcast. Uh we will be back we're recording this on a Monday. This will drop with the episode on Thursday this week. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday as scheduled. Thank you so much for listening. Um,
1: Follow us on Twitter at Easy Sports Pod. Uh, rate and review on iTunes. And tell your friends.
0: Tell your friends. Tell your friends. We're going to try keep trying to have more guests. So, um, again, thank you so much, Snacker. Thank it's been you. A pleasure.
1: It's been so fun.
2: Yeah.
0: And we'll uh, see you guys later.
2: sky, you never felt so cold, another sleepless night.